You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. As always, great to hear all the positive feedback from the podcast. As many of you know, this was started back in early 2021, where I was kind of trying to find a way to get back into wrestling and to give back and have the opportunity to interview people that I've looked up to mentors and friends and giving their perspective on coaching has been a real thrill treat for me really helped me a lot uh in in the sport of wrestling uh, giving back so i have a treat for you today head coach of lapeer joe wood joe how are you doing today i'm good isaiah thanks for having me uh, appreciate having you on um we were kind of talking back in, in the beginning of the show because it's always the how we met. And, and we believe it, we met in high school. We can't like pinpoint the exact time where we actually met each other. So that's the, that's going to be the one that's going to be racking through our brains for probably the next 20, 25 minutes through the interview. I can guarantee you it was somewhere wrestling some USA freestyle. You know, I, I was so new to the sport, though, even then, like. There's a lot of things I don't remember, but I remember it was definitely in high school. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as you know, when we when we were doing the freestyle circuit, um, and I've I've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast. Like you you would wrestle on Friday, and it's you get two or three, maybe four matches, depending on what weight class you're at, and you're waiting in the staging line, and you're talking to people and mingling and blah blah blah, and then you you go out and wrestle, and then it's like we go back to talking and being friends again. It, it's actually more relaxed than it was during the high school season, in my opinion. A hundred percent. I, I, that, that atmosphere, um, created, I mean, that helped me grow so much as, as an athlete. I, I mean, I owe a lot of what I was able to accomplish just to, just to those opportunities that wrestling freestyle and Greco gave me. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we're going to be getting into a little bit and talking about kind of the uh, where we can go as, as, a, as a state with freestyle and Greco and then with women's wrestling and everything else. But be, before we get into all that, how did you get started in this great sport of wrestling? Oh, man. So I was 10 years old. Um, maybe nine, uh, ten, nine, ten, something like that. Um, and we used to get flyers in our backpacks. Um, from school, and at the time I was, I was a you know a chubby kid, and you know still holds true today. But <laughs> uh, um, my my dad, I was doing Cub Scouts, and my dad got my folder, and he pulled out a wrestling, a wrestling uh, flyer, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to do Cub Scouts like real like monotone and, and dull, or do you want to <laughs> wrestle?" I was like, can I body slam people? Because I loved, like, the WWF, like, the fake entertainment wrestling. I loved it. So, can I body slam people? He goes, well, uh, not really, but you can <laughs> you can do something like that. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And, and that's really, that that's how I got started. Um, mm-hmm. And I only, I went to practice. Um, and at the time, man, it, Clarkston, I, I wrestled all through youth and high school at Clarkston, and the um, man, the Clarkston, uh, the Clarkston club then it was tough. 
you couldn't hmm. go there and and just just you know dink around you, you had to you had to really work hard yeah um, and, and just and even being new and <clears throat> our coach who is actually the brother of uh Jerry LaJoy or uh yeah Jerry LaJoy who's the head coach at Gaylord his brother was my youth coach oh Larry. my gosh <laughs> yeah so Larry was my youth coach um and his son Tony and I wrestled together Tony was a two-time state champ for us at Clarkston but mm-hmm. Jerry and uh Jerry and Larry both wrestled you know in college at uh I want to say Lake Superior State like mm-hmm. they were tough hard-nosed dudes and they, they passed that on when we were just learning how to wrestle um mm-hmm. And, man, I'll tell you what, they, they taught you to do it, and they taught you to do it the right way. Right. So that's that's really where I got my start, in Clarkson's Youth Wrestling Club from a flyer that came home in my backpack, and my dad wanting me to get into something a little bit more physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarkson's always been, you know, for, for my vantage point, has been one of the great programs over in the east side of the state. Um, you know, I think about the Lamoureux brothers and, um, the DeGaines, I mean, just, just some of the, the, the Vandermeers, um, which there's like five of them, geez, but just, uh, just always, every time you stepped up to wrestle Clarkson wrestler, they were always tough, technically sound and were in great shape, um, which is hats off to, to coach DeGaines that coached there for, for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, his son too, you know, like. Joe, Joe was a hard-nosed guy, but I, I had I had Mike, and mm-hmm. yeah. there was no there was no going there was no coming into our room and and taking a break. There was no coming into our room and you know just just you know getting through practice. It was you're there and you're gonna work or you're mm. gonna go home. Right, and, and you know Mike Mike was a good wrestler himself, and his three boys were all state champs. Pat was NCAA American. Joe was a two-time qualifier, I think. You know, um, Clint was a state champ two or three times, two time finalist, three time, three time finalist, one time champ. Like, you know, you got guys that came out of that program, like AJ Grant, who was a multiple time NCAA All American. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you speak of like the Lamarose and people like that, and you know, the, the Vandermeers, like, uh, Matt was a NCAA runner up in D2. So, like, there's a lot of a lot of wrestling history and a lot of real good individuals that came from that program and, and as a result of you know Mike and then you know Joe after that is just mm-hmm. kind of driving forces there. Yeah, Mike was one of my team Michigan um, when I made it my sophomore year, and I'll never forget. I had to cut to make eighty two and a half or eighty two. I think it was eighty two and a quarter actually, and he said. You got to run for 15 minutes, 15 minutes. You got to run. I'm like, okay. I ran for 12 and a half minutes. I came in and checked my weight. I was still over. He said, you see, I told you you needed to run. Now go run the extra two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, and that was him. I mean, we'd walk into practice every day and I'd, get running. And we'd be out on the track, man, for a half hour, 40 minutes every day. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I remember people like, oh, I thought we were wrestling, not, you know, running track, but. It made us tough, and that's that's one thing he did. We we had good we had good quality wrestlers, you know, that knew what they were doing. But we were tough. We were oh tough. yeah. I, when I, you... I remember, I God, I had to have been a freshman, maybe a sophomore, when I got hurt and 
remember coach taking me out on the track. We have a track right, right outside of wrestling room. He took me out on the track and he goes, what's it going to be? You're going to toughen up or you're going to become a man or, you know, you're going to be done with the sport pretty much, you know, not, not in those words, but that's kind of how my young mind took it. Mm -hmm. Um, So. (laughs) Now, when you got into high school, was it a real big adjustment for you? Uh, uh, Wrestling at the varsity level. Got out of high school into college. You mean? Yeah, because like, yeah. you know you had, you were a two time state placer if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I placed I placed fifth twice, uh, yeah, but uh, no, honestly, I mean not really, because that's kind of what our high school room was. The practices weren't any different. It was for me like being a young college freshman. It was the the schedule. Like you know, get up and you know you're at lifts at six o'clock in the morning. Then you're practicing. Then you got study tables, and it was I mean. It'll it'll drain you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And I was just thinking back to to you know the two years that you placed fifth. I mean, the, you had arguably some of the best heavyweights in the state those two years. Um, yeah. With with Bubba Gritter from Granville being a three timer, one year you had Spencer Nadalski. Uh, yeah, another two time placer, oh, yeah, Adam Barr from Holt. Um, <laughs> James Tannis from Jensen. Um, you know, you had some really like tough, tough guys. Like that was a really that heavyweight class those two years was like one of the best collection of heavyweights we've seen at that time. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you got a guy who who's you know three timer, you know, in, in your bracket, but then you got you got some quality guys up and down, up and down the chart. I mean, Adam Barr, who I I wrestled from Holt, was you know he. He was a four-time, I want to say a four-time state qualifier, like, as a heavyweight. That's that's pretty hard to do. So, I mean, we, we had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of tough, tough kids on that bracket. Um, and, I mean, it's just, it was just, a t- it was a tough way to go. And, I mean, myself, like, I, I took fifth and I, mean, I placed at Fargo. I, you know, I, I, I was a pretty pretty decent heavyweight i'm not gonna say good but i was a pretty decent heavyweight and, you know to go there and, and place fifth that says a lot about the chart yeah yeah definitely definitely so in college you wrestled for eastern michigan um was deporto your coach at the time or charlie, coach branch? so charlie branch yep i i actually wrestled there for two years uh well yeah and then i went to the usoec in northern michigan Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did, I, I, I trained up there for, um, like six months, um, wrestling Greco and, and, you know, just kind of Northern Michigan is not conducive to my lifestyle. So, um, <laughs> you know, I came home and I, and I got, I got started coaching right away, but yeah, I wrestled there and, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself and, and some definitely carry some, uh, regrets on how I, um, you know, did my college career, but yeah, yeah, it's always tough. I think back to mine a lot, but I also think, you know, some of those, those hardships that we had or the things that the, the opportunities we didn't take advantage of made us better coaches in the long run, um, allowed us to steer our kids in, in a, in a better direction to achieve their goals. So, um, 
And I, I try to look at it as a, a glass half full kind of guy that all these experiences made us who we are and made us a little bit better in, in the long run. Um, 100%. It, it, for me, you know, it helps me when, you know, trying to mentor young men and, and, and wrestlers and, you know, trying to, you know, get them to understand like, hey, these are the mistakes I made. Don't make the same mistakes I did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's really one of the frames that I use is I use that experience and I, and I, you know, I, I've taken the time to process through some of that stuff and, you know, really use that as an advantage to, you know, in, in coaching and working with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we are, cause you're a teacher. We're, we're in the kid business, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in the kid no doubt business. about that. Uh, so tell me about, so you come back to come back to the lower peninsula and you start assistant coaching. So the first place you were at was Rochester Yep. And, and and then I remember your run at Waterford Kettering because you had Andrew Brackens, who was probably the tallest 103 pounder I've ever seen next to huh. next to probably Nick Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, state champ. And then you parlay it to going to to Oxford and, and being a part of that incredible staff. How long were you on the Oxford staff? Six years. So, I mean, one of those being part time. Right. So, yeah. Um. You know, I did. I started at Rochester, um, and, and let's. I, I really want to start there because I don't want to minimize that experience, because the two years I spent working with uh, Frank Lafferty were huge to how I coach now and how, how I treat kids mm-hmm. and people within the program. Um, you know, what a huge loss that was a few years back, and and you know he truly was one of my coaching mentors um, and, you know, he was a guy that even when we weren't coaching on the same team, I'd call and say, Hey coach, what do you think about this? What, what would you do here? You know? So um, I, I learned a lot from him. Um, and, you know, then I moved to Kettering and I, I coached with Brad Hanna and Fred Jensen and, you know, I learned a lot there and got to coach some great kids and, you know, um, and then Oxford, you know, uh, my brother went, my brother was going to Oxford, to Oxford, um, you know, and that's one of the things I've been coaching him since, you know, between my father and I, I mean, I've, I've been coaching him from day one, right? Like, so sure. I wanted to be involved in that. And I knew coaching high school, like, you know, I, I didn't want to coach somewhere else against my brother. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I kind of got involved in, in, in that time I was, you know, when I was at Kettering. I had a lot of those Oxford kids coming down to our open rooms because, you know, that's, that's just what, what I know how to do mm-hmm. um, is provide opportunity for, for kids. And they were there a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I spent some time there. We won a state championship in 11 um, runners up in 12. We didn't make it. We actually lost to Rochester um, <laughs> in 13. And then we were seven finalists in 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it was, you know, in the 15 qualifiers and then, um, you know, I was kind of helping out the year before working with some of their guys the year before I started, I guess, um, working with some of their bigger guys, but, um, you know, the, that thought that next year I, I decided that I wanted to try my hand at, uh, being a head coach, um, I've been an assistant for so long, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a head coach, so I, I was approached by um, John Thomas, who was the who was the former head coach at Troy. He's like, "Hey, 
need somebody to take over, you know, is it something you'd want to do? I was like, ah, you know, my wife and I just had our first baby. Um, not, not, not especially, but you know, you know, I thought about it more and my wife was like, yeah, you should, you should think about this. Um, so, um, I thought about it more and I, I ended up doing it and I was a head coach for a year there, um, and worked with some really great kids and great families. Uh, but then my alma mater, the job at Clarkson came open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, being that we lived in Clarkston and I was student teaching in Clarkson that year. Um, it's like, well, you know, I, I hate to do this to Troy, but Clarkston's where, where I'm from. It's, you know, where I went to school. I want to help, you know, build this program. Um, and then, you know, that, that happened and we got to build, you know, so. Um, yeah. What a, what an incredible run that you had at, at Clarkson. Uh, you were able to win a, a several or few coach of the regional coach of the year awards. You guys made it to team States. You had multiple state place or state qualifiers. I, I mean, just, I mean, as a person that always met, said, man, if I ever had the opportunity to coach my alma mater and have that kind of success, um, you got to got to live that dream. So that must have been pretty gratifying in some aspects. Yeah, it, it was um, to be able to come in and and help and, and bring bring people around the kids that, you know, were, were great men, great coaches. Um, and, and to work with those guys over there was was awesome. I mean, we got to we were at the team state tournament, you know, three times, um, you know, and. Yeah. You know, there was just, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. I, I, I can't complain. Yeah. So. so now, so after you, you leave Clarkson, what, what made you want to come back into the, into the coaching frame? Well, so my wife and I, we, it's hard to, it's hard to say, right. You know, cause, cause this is such a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I took that year, my wife and I had, uh, we actually lost a child, um, you know, uh, pregnancy loss is a common thing, but we lost a yeah. child second time it's happened to us. So, you know, I took a year off, um, to just kind of be with my family and, um, you know, cause my kids were young and they were asking a lot of questions and, you know, had, hadn't, having gone through this twice, we wanted to, um, just take some time and focus on you're making sure that we were okay and stuff like that. So right. um, Brian Gibbs actually took over as a head coach and, and Brian's a good buddy of mine and, and, and what yeah. a phenomenal job he's doing there too. You know, um, they were, they had a great year and, you know, just kind of luck of the draw there with Kevin Davis in, in the regional, um, mm-hmm. but the, you know, they, they beat a lot of good teams this year. Um, so, you know, they, they were good. And, but, you know, I was teaching at grand blank at the time and, um, and the opportunity kind of came open and, you know, it, it was presented and, you know, I, I spoke with, um, you know, our superintendent here, uh, Matt Wandry, who's actually an uh, old Oxford wrestling parent, mm. um, who, you know, I've known Matt for quite a while and I spoke to our AD here and, you know, it just kind of, it was, a, it was a good fit. So, um, you know, now I'm, I'm here and helping build this and working with these guys and, you know, working with the with the wrestlers and the coaches and just, you know, putting it all out there. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Lapeer's a, it's a great program. I mean, from the Lapeer East, Lapeer West, you know, Lapeer High School itself has been around for seven years now, I want to say. Almost, it's going to be seven years next year, I want to say. 2015 uh, was the first year? Yep, yep. And uh, just, they've always produced some pretty tough, I mean, just from those two, I mean, Lapeer West was, was a pretty oh. big power back in the early 2000s, won state titles in, in Division Two and was 2000, the, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. But you got the runners up, I want to say in 03. Yeah. They've always had good, good wrestling out here. Yeah. You had, gosh, the, the kids are the ones I always think about. As a person yeah. I had to, Roger, I'm the first episode about how he's one of the first wrestlers I ever worked out with that made me feel like a, like a child. Uh, it's just the way he could move you and everything else. Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I was 275 pounds. We're wrestling at the Lapeer West Freestyle Tournament, and Roger's like, "Hey, let's just wrestle a match. Let's let's wrestle a match." And I was like, uh, "Okay, cool. That sounds good." Um, I think he fived me twice, <laughs> and and I'm yeah. just, I mean, I'm just laughing because he's he's just throwing me all over the place, and it's like, holy mm. crap. Um, and one yeah. of the cool things is too, like having that relationship with Roger, though, like he's coming back for a camp for the first time ever. Wow. This summer. Uh-huh. So, you know, we got him and James Kish, who was a two-time state champ, wrestled at UNC. He's mm-hmm. helping us coach, you know. Um, so we're, we're, we're making those connections and getting that tradition back into the program and, you know, just kind of building for our guys. Yeah. And I just think about just the opportunities to be exposed to guys. I mean, Rogers, the head coach at – North Dakota State, and they always have some some tough wrestlers. He wrestled at the University of Minnesota, was a two time All American and a national finalist. Um, yeah, was one of the best big guy wrestlers the state of Michigan's ever seen as a four timer for Lapeer West. I mean, can't say enough about him, and a really nice person. Like he was pretty physical on the mat, but off the mat, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, yeah, definitely so- a good dude. Yeah, You know, and um, we, we have that here. Like, we've got that connection with Roger. But we've also got, you know, my brother's the assistant head coach at, at Albion College, you know. Um, so we've got guys like that around our kids all the time. You know, uh, it's it's just a it's a good – there's a lot of good momentum going out here. We're really excited. Yeah, and it's good to have the, the kids have exposure and, and have the opportunity to be exposed to great guys like that. Um, a couple things – when you come to like freestyle and Greco, you know, obviously it's a little bit different from when we were uh, wrestling in high school. Um, I still believe that we're producing some pretty good talent, but it seems like there there is a, a big, sh- I think we're getting, it's back on the upswing where we're going to get more numbers to freestyle and Greco. Um, where, do you think that uh, is, is a positive thing moving forward that we're getting the, that momentum to, to having kids try freestyle and Greco? And, and use that to make their full style skills better for the upcoming season. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like one of the things that you talked touched on in the beginning when we started talking was how it just kind of laid back and fun and, and, you know, just kind of relaxing wrestling in tournaments like that are versus, you know, you go to folks town, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And, and it has its intensity and, and freestyle and Greco does too. You know, you get to Fargo and duels there's it's, it's intense, but it's an opportunity for kids who don't necessarily know the style to go and try new things. And it, it opens up doors 
technically for them that they might not have been able to open if they kept doing the same thing over and over again. So I think it's valuable in the fact that one, it teaches you new technique. It teaches you new position. It teaches you how to move differently. But two, like we tell our guys here, whether you're going to go to Fargo or duels or not, that should be your goal, right? Because there's, there's something to be said about preparing for something bigger, preparing right. for the next big thing, you know, mm-hmm. committing yourself to something else and, and, and just being a part of, of learning it and getting better. So, and that's, I mean, it's really, there's no secret. And, and I'll say this to everybody out there, coaching wrestling is simple. It's not easy. It takes <laughs> a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. The recipe is yeah. simple. It's time. It's effort. It's opportunity, right? But it's not easy to do. It's not easy to get the kids to show up every day. It's not easy to, you know, um, take time away from your personal life. It's not easy to, you know, create these opportunities. It takes a lot of planning and a lot of time and a lot of energy to do these things. But that's that's what it takes to win. Because yeah. I'll tell you right now, I'm not the most technical guy in the world. I'm not the best wrestling coach in the world. I've had some good kids and we've had some good teams just because of effort time effort and opportunity man nice nice to I, I like it time effort and opportunity i'm gonna use that in class tomorrow with my, uh, with my students <laughs> um and then the the growth of women's wrestling i was just talking to one of my my good buddies that i that i went to high school with Corey I- uh, about um we got to coach our daughters including including my my best my, my good friend uh ryan lancaster uh we got to coach our daughters at the my way girl states girl state tournament and then seeing the mhsa wrestling as a fifth division uh it's just amazing to see the growth there um do you, do you see it getting more and more kids, more and more girls involved in wrestling and probably the next five or 10 years, we're going to have like a regional and district type tournament. I would think so. I mean, here, here's my, I mean, my take on it. Like we're starting a girls club next year, girls only one night a week, part of our, as a division of our, you know, division of our youth club. Mm-hmm. You know, So we're, we're starting that here. And, and I think we're not the only ones doing that. Um, so I, I think this is just the start and, you know, seeing programs like Iowa and Bloomsburg and, you know, Sacred Heart and all those other D1 programs adding women's wrestling. It's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. No, so no. This is the ground. This is the ground up, man. And I've got, I've got three daughters. So, you know, I want to, even if they don't want to wrestle, I want the, the opportunity to be there for them if they do. Right. Right. That's, yeah. that's how I feel. And, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a fun thing when you coach your child in a sport that you actually understand. I have to coach uh, soccer, and I know nothing about soccer. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice to actually be able to tell them exactly what to do because I know it's the right thing versus soccer. Like, go towards the ball. Kick the ball in the goal. Don't go off sides. I don't know what offsides is, but don't do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I know nothing about that. You know, yeah. my daughter, my wife is doing uh, – my wife – or my I guess my oldest daughter is doing volleyball. My wife played volleyball. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, just and maybe my girls want to do volleyball or maybe, you know, one wants to do volleyball, two want to wrestle, vice versa. You know, like I just want it to be here for them and, and for the girls here in this community. Right. Nice. Well, my last bit, my last question, kind of like the last dab and hot ones is what is your advice to those guys or gals um, that want to put their head in the ring and be a head coach? 
What are the keys to success? Don't go right into head coaching. <laughs> Take your time and be an assistant. I spent, this was my 17th or 18th season, and I spent four, over 10 of that as, as an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't get paid. Don't expect a paycheck. Just go in and do it because you love the sport and you want to be a part of it. Buy into where you're at. Listen to the people around you. Find mentors. Um, love the sport. And, and, you know, learn what you can before you become a head coach. And then when you're a head coach, make sure that you're doing – you're putting that time, effort, and effort in and creating opportunity for kids because, I mean, that's really what it takes. So, Right, right. Oppor- time, effort, and opportunity, like you said earlier. Well, yep. Joe, I appreciate you being on. As always, always good to chat with you. Happen to see that you're you're back uh, back home, uh, coaching again. Um, you you you've done a great job in your young career. I know I keep calling us young, but we're almost forty at this point. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I know, I know. stop. Like, gosh, man. But I appreciate you and everything you do, and keep doing great things. And good luck to you and the Lapeer Lightning next year. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks Take for, care, Joe. Doing this. All right, we'll talk. Yep. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad. <laughs>